On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the three keys to overcoming crucibles in your health journey with my guest, Drew Epperson, who has helped me both personally and professionally. We all face challenges, crucibles in life that make us or break us, and our health is often the biggest crucible we will face. This podcast is designed to help you achieve your health goals through simple, strategic, and proven methods. In every episode, we'll learn about how to overcome your health crucibles and live your best life. I'm Mary Lee Aitenhan coming to you live from the Dividend Studios here in Brentwood, Tennessee for my podcast, Crucible. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the three keys to overcoming crucibles in your health journey or in your life, actually. And we're going to explore in-depthly your mindset, accountability, and taking action. And now I'd like to introduce to you my guest today on Crucible, and that is Drew Epperson. And Drew is a business owner. He's an entrepreneur. He's a dad. He's a husband. Um, he's married to Jana, who's beautiful. He has three growing young men. <laughs> His eldest is 13 and taller than you. Is that right, Drew? He's Jack, almost Drew. there. Not there just almost. yet. Almost. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. So he hasn't over outgrown you yet, but Jet, Jude, and Jack's. And he's also an independent health coach, certified health coach, um, and has been for the last seven years. So welcome, Drew. We're so glad to have you. Uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to having some fun today. Yeah, exactly. I am too. Um, I'm yeah, I've, I've waited a long time. I'm glad you're on. (laughs) So as health coaches, you know, we walk alongside our clients and we want to help them achieve their goals, not our goals. Um, you know, some people want to gain weight. Some people want to lose weight. It's, you know, we, or maybe they come on as just coaches because they want financial stability, but we are a relationship driven. Would you not agree family within our coaching? (laughs) And that comes from you down. And I love that. Um, all of my clients have come to Kevin and well, all of Kevin and I's clients, I should say, have come to us through, you know, organically through groups that we've been involved in, in every single community that we've lived in four different States, um, people that know us and they'll tell us that they, trust us. So we've built those relationships as well as building new relationships here in Tennessee. And uh, of course, social media, you know, is a great way to stay connected, but we're not concerned with just helping them lose weight. We're trying to help them as well, change their mind, because I have found that mind and the mindset piece is the hardest part to change. And, um, you know, it all begins with mindset. So there are key foundational, you know, ingredients that help formulate a great mindset. And that is where we start matters. Um, Your habits that are formed and cultivated in managing your mindset. And I just want you to expand because we were having a great discussion about this yesterday and just continue our, you know, our conversation, basically, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. So here, here's the deal. I'm 43 years old. I'm raising three boys uh, alongside of Jana, my wife, and we have gone through lots of experiences. We've encountered lots of different things. And one of the things that keeps kind of resurfacing in my life has been this, um, has been this concept of mindset, the power of the mind. Where our mindset goes, so many things uh, follow after that. (laughs) What's that? 
I said, yes, I'm, I'm just laughing because it's like, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and it's so important because, you know, particularly in our industry as health coaches, um, people come to us going, hey, Drew, hey, Mary Lee, I want to lose weight, majority of them. Uh, yeah. And so they come in with this predisposition of wanting to lose weight. And that's great. That's fantastic. But what we quickly find out in this process is that, hold on, I'm starting to lose weight. I'm starting to feel good. The brain fog is starting to lift. If I can lose 10 pounds in the first month, 15 pounds in the first month, 20 pounds in the first month, what else could I do? Yeah. Well, what you start to quickly realize through a lot of these conversations with our clients, and I know you can attest to this, Mary is we're not talking about weight loss anymore, are we? We're no, talking about exactly. something bigger. We're talking about this power of the mind. We're talking about going, hold on. If I'm capable of doing this, what else am I capable of? And so that's when we start to what I love about our program is that that's what begins to open up the doorway of our conversations as health coaches with our clients to go, yeah, what else could we do? And a lot of our coaching is done through question asking, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't make ourselves the resource. We point them back to the resource. And what we're finding out is that, yes, we give them physical resources. We give them uh, doctor's habits of health and all these. Yep. Encouragement. Wonderful. Support. Exactly. Yeah. All the things. But what I find out is that the ultimate resource is them. They're yeah. the ones, they're the ones who start to believe in themselves now, because Marilee, how many times have you started a new client? They're like, no, Marilee, I'm just going to tell you, I've oh. tried everything under the sun. What's going to make this thing different? I'm just going to let you know I've tried it all. And what I hear them saying is I have failed over and over and over again. I don't know if I can trust myself to try one more time. Yeah. Or they'll say to me, this is the last diet I'm going to go on. And I'm like, well, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) You know, but we do go back. I do go back and ask them about, well, what were you not successful on than on all of these other diets, you know? And for me, I have found that inevitably they always gain the weight back because they never change their habits. They really, truly never change their mindset either, which goes along with, you know, the habits and the things that we cultivate, you know, as children, et cetera. Absolutely. And habits are formed in the mind, right? That's because we have to, we have to sit there and go, why is this important to me? And that's a question we ask our clients when they come to us and say, Hey, Drew, Hey, Marilyn, I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay. Why is that important to you? And what we start to do is we start to, to shift the conversation and this journey towards personal ownership, them owning their journey, them owning their decisions, them owning their habits that they have cultivated and formed over the years, whether intentionally, unintentionally, consciously, unconsciously, right? It's a mix of all those things together. But this starting point of our mindset, I'm finding we can, it's almost like a hack right? It's almost like a short circuiting. It's like we're hacking uh, future self-sabotage because Mm -hmm. the reason we self-sabotage, and there's lots of different reasons for this, but one of the overarching ones I'm seeing as kind of a pattern here is that it's like, I want to prove my self-doubt to be true. Uh, Yeah. 
I want to prove to myself that all these things haven't worked. So this one's not going to work either, because if this one actually works, that means something wrong with what I was doing in the past things. Right. Right. So when we start to self-sabotage, we start to throw grenades into the mix here and we're going, hold, whoa, whoa, hold on. You don't have to do that. Well, where does right. that start? Right up here. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it goes so far back. And this is what I've realized just in, you know, I started therapy in January and it's now July. But um, so many of these habits, you know, all of it started and thoughts, you know, um, how I think about food, all of it has gone back to my childhood. And I'm not blaming my, my, my mother specifically or, you know, looking for an escape route through that. But I finally figured out why this has become such a problem. I'm echoing here. I'm not sure what's going on, but anyway, um, I've just realized that, okay, now I know how to get over this and I've got tools and techniques of, you know, dealing with whatever it is that, you know, thoughts that come into your mind. And, you know, I think ultimately my clients that self-sabotage, they just don't believe they can do it and they don't believe in themselves. Absolutely. And, and I've gone through lots of um, therapy myself. Uh, I highly encourage uh, everyone, even if they come from a great background, therapy is such a great, um, it's such a great uh, tool to use to be able to kind of work through why it is you are the way you are. Exactly. Yeah, freedom. <laughs> now, I was raised a particular way. And one of the things that I was raised in, I, again, love my parents, great relationship with them. But one of the things that was handed to me was I'm stuck this way. Uh, I have kind of got this fixed sort of behavior. I've got this fixed sort of personality. Uh, the things that I am, it's fixed. And it's kind of figuring out, well, how do I best live out of what it is I was handed? And a and fixed mindset too, right? Exactly. And that's what <laughs> developed this sort of uh, concrete thinking. It's kind of yeah. going, well, doggone it. I'm stuck this way. I'm big boned. I'm just yeah. stuck with this bigger body. I'm just stuck. I'm stuck with how, you know, my parents were big. I'm big. Everybody in my family. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's kind of genetically, you know, handed down to us. And so we start to think that we're stuck in this particular way of life. And so for me, what I learned to do to cope with that being stuck, because I didn't like to feel like I was stuck. So what did I do? I started to blame. Yeah. I started to look at them and go, oh, you're the one who raised me this way. You're the one who did this to me. Mm -hmm. You're the one who genetically handed down to me these chromosomes that are allowing my body to not be able to do certain things. And so I find myself blaming or pointing fingers. And what I learned through this process of becoming a health coach now, developing a particular mindset instead of a fixed, this open mindset, yeah. and this taking 100% responsibility. And ownership. 100% <laughs> ownership. It felt very uh, almost like, oh, crap. I know. I like this because that I know was, exactly. felt like a ton of pressure on me. Yeah. Not like, oh my goodness, I got a lot to change. Where do I start? Oh my right. goodness. But then as I started to process through that, I started to actually see it as freedom. 
And the freedom lied less in that I could change. It had less to do with, oh my gosh, I have the freedom to choose all these different things to change. And it became more the freedom of, I can actually change this. This is on me. If I don't like this, I can do something different about it. And that is powerful. Oh, absolutely. And it, you know, that leads right into that accountability piece, which is second, you know, second to me and foundational in your mindset, because then comes in a lot of times, you know, the garbage from our minds of the shaming, you know, oh, geez, I shouldn't have done that. Or why am I doing this? Or I repeatedly do this or, you know, she shared the blame, but, you know, shame was a huge part of my life. Um, and you know so it's like now i've got tools to deal with that and i'm not as you as you said you know i feel like yes there is freedom it's tough to get to the bottom of that but you know there is freedom on the other side so absolutely yeah i loved what you said about that yesterday well and the benefit of coaching has been this kind of this reframing of what accountability is all about um yeah and uh, allow me to just here's what i let's talk about what accountability is not okay okay (laughs) Accountability is not holding yourself um, to the point where we shame ourselves and we live in guilt, right? We turn that into self-sabotage. We turn that into proving all the false things that, see, told you this wasn't going to work. Told you. I told you, Mary Lee, I couldn't lose the weight. You told me I could, right? So that is not what holding yourself accountable it is, right? You can't... Here's what I want us to know. You can be disappointed in yourself without enduring guilt and shame. Yeah. You can. I I love that. So explain more about that. Okay. Give me an example. Yeah. So I've had clients tell me all the time something along these lines. You know, Drew, I've held myself so strict to diets before. I just want to give myself some grace. Uh, Another thing I've heard is um, I know I gained some weight this week, but I'm okay with it. I'm just going to give myself some grace. Okay. So I've heard versions of this before. And let me first say I'm 100% for grace. I'm all about giving tons of space for myself, uh, for giving it to others when, right, exactly. When we fall short, uh, make decisions that don't get us closer to our goals or where we, this is life. It's all about progress. It's not perfection. Totally get it. And let me also say this, shame is not a great motivator, okay? Shame right. will beat you up and it will not allow you to get back up and try again. And that's how you can start to tell the difference between guilt and shame and accountability. When guilt and shame wants to hold your head underwater and make you pay, okay? Yeah. But accountability looks and goes, dude, you can do this, okay? Right. Yep, you screwed up, you messed up take 100% responsibility for that. So there's this huge difference between giving yourself grace and holding yourself accountable to something that you want. Now, giving yourself grace, that's a healthy psychological response to your effort, right? We give out effort, we fall short. Hey, grace there. Holding yourself accountable is a healthy psychological response to help you move forward past your efforts, okay? Because- What we don't want to do is we don't want to find ourselves giving the same effort that keeps yielding us the same results. And if those results aren't getting us any closer, then we have to sit there and figure out what do I do differently? How do I move past this? So giving yourself grace is the first step towards becoming the next version of yourself. 
100%. Yeah. But holding yourself accountable is the step that we take when we know you can't keep going back and repeating those same decisions over and over again. That is when we know when we're taking those next steps and how we move forward with all of that. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's sometimes incredibly painful and difficult. Mm. But I for me, I just look at the big picture of, you know, what is my future self going to look like? Yeah. And I don't want it to be, you know, where I started this program at all. So so after the accountability, you know what's next? Yeah. Taking massive action. 100%. And this is where a lot of people can take that initial, the hardest step I find a lot of our clients, and maybe you have a different experience, but for me, I have found the hardest step for a lot of my clients is actually taking that first initial step to have a conversation with me. Oh, right? yeah. That's One like they'll ghost you, right? They won't return phone calls. They won't return right. texts. Uh, they won't return messages to me. Uh, and, and I used to take it personal back when my mindset wasn't as uh, maybe healthy as it is today. But yeah. what I started to learn through this process is that that ghosting says less about me and it's more about them processing through where it is they're at. They're not ready. They're not in a spot yet to be able to take that next step. But when they are ready to have that conversation, now is the time we move into taking massive action right? And so, you know, as we look at taking these next steps of taking massive action, um, boundaries kind of get created and formed through all of this, right? So we have this reaction versus responding. We have this reaction where we just initially have this knee-jerk reaction to something. And I don't know about you, Mary Lee, but when I react to something, typically it's not the best responses that I give, right? Oh, no. Reaction is, is <laughs> yeah. that is when I'm going to say something that I need to apologize for. Uh, I'm right. going to say it out of an emotional state. Uh, it yeah. hasn't been thought through or processed. Uh, so that's reaction. But right. our responding by taking action is this thought through, I'm working on my mindset, I'm positioning myself that when those knee-jerk reactions do come, I'm actually going to switch quicker into responsiveness as opposed to reaction. Because my life, it's not that I don't have reactive moments, I still do. The question is, is how quickly do I move myself from reactive action to responsive action. And that's where these boundaries help us draw lines and help us say enough is enough. I'm gonna stop acting this way. I'm gonna start responding this way. Does that make sense? Absolutely, because it's more than just knowing it and you you have to understand it, but you have to also, I think, retrain your reaction time. I love Mel Robbins. She does the five, four, three, two, one. And it's literally just changing her habits, you know, and we talk a lot about stop, challenge and choose, take a breath, take a drink of water, take another drink of water, drink the whole bottle of water, and then, you know, choose how you're going to respond to those people because you can ruin a relationship with the next words that come out of your mouth and you cannot take, you know, those words back. You can't. Absolutely. 100%. And so there's this thing in our brain, it's called the RAS, right? The reticular Mm -hmm. activating system. It's this thing that's in the base of our brain. And the whole point and the design of it 
is to confirm what it is we believe to be true. Okay. Now notice yes. that can be good things or it can be bad things. Right. If you want it to be bad, our RAS is going to go out. Here's an example. Uh, I don't know about you, but there have been times where uh, I always find myself getting in the longest line, right? Um, uh, grocery store, parking lot, yeah. always parking the furthest away. All the closest spots are always gone, right? Yeah. And we say these things mentally, whether to ourselves or even maybe out loud. So our RAS, what it does is it goes out and you know what it starts to do? It starts to find the longest line. Exactly. Or the furthest away parking spot. Yeah. 100%. Why? Because it's going out there to affirm what it is we believe to be true, which is why it's so important for us to be able to draw these boundaries. And when we start taking actions, we're taking the right kind of actions. We're taking the actions that for us, our RAS starts to go out and then affirm and approve, oh, you know what? I don't have to always look for the longest lines. I'm going to be patient and wait for the best possible time for me to be able to make the best decision. Okay, now you start to train your RAS, that reticular activating system, to go out and when a situation hits, now I'm going to affirm that as truth, which is why mantras are so important, which is why it's so important we read these affirmations on a daily basis, because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, when we start to boil all this down, you have one of two choices. We can either go and perpetuate all of these things over and over again, our RAS going out, affirming and approving those things we believe to be true, or we can put an end to the cycle. We can choose to heal from those situations Um, and create a different path forward. And it all starts right here. Yeah. And it all starts with you, meaning all of us individually, (laughs) you know, and we're back to that accountability piece. And as well, what do you really believe about yourself? So, yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts before we before we close? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I want to encourage whoever's listening to this, whoever's watching this. This is your life. You get to take 100 percent responsibility for it. We don't have to play the victim we can be the ones to end the cycle, to put an end to the things that maybe we're not happy with. Maybe you're at a point in your life and your marriage isn't where you want it to be or your relationship with your kids or your finances or your health or whatever it is. You can make the decision to say enough is enough. I wanna heal from all those things that have developed in my life that has gotten me to where I'm at. And I'm going to choose today to be able to heal those things and create a different path forward because you can be able to do that. You can be the master of your fate. You can create a new way forward. We believe in you. So reach out to that person, send the message, send the text, send the email, start the conversation, and just begin to create that new life forward, one decision at a time. Yeah, perfectly said. So if you're ready to say enough is enough, you can get a hold of Drew at EppersonCoaching.com. You can reach out to me at CrucibleChampions.com. But Drew, thanks so much for joining me today on Crucible. It's really been a treat and I just appreciate all that you stand for and all that you believe and all the help that you've given me as well as Kevin. So be blessed, everybody. You're welcome. Be blessed. This income testimonial is not representative of the average earnings that coaches achieve with Optavia. 
only a very small number of coaches will achieve income that is within the range of this testimonial. Optavia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optavia results only from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Please see the Optavia Income Disclosure Statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. In a clinical study, the group on the Optimal Weight 5-in-1 plan lost 10 times more weight than the self-directed group. Average weight loss for clients on the Optimal Weight 5-in-1 plan is 12 pounds. References include Dr. A's Habits of Health book by Wayne Scott Anderson, Your Life book by Wayne Scott Anderson, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jem Diethmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner-Klemp, Lifelong Transformation, One Healthy Habit at a Time, Optimal Weight, 5-in-1 plan, Optimal Weight, 3-in-3 plan, Optavia, the four components of our system, Optavia Coach, the Habits of Health Transformational System, Your Life Book by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson.